I truly believe that I pushed myself into Hashimoto's with my exercise routine. I was doing way too much all the time. Mostly it was because I had made it my job, right? But underneath it all, you know, I admit I was so scared that I would gain back all of the weight that I had lost that I was really too scared to slow down. And after finding out about my autoimmune disorder, the Hashimoto's, I realized that I had to change so that I could keep moving for many years to come. Welcome to the Balanced Fit and Free Podcast. I'm Ray Ann Mullins, your guide on this quest to a vivacious life. Join me as we uncover the keys to ditch inflammation, conquer fatigue, and stride confidently towards a harmonious, health-filled existence. This podcast is your compass to a balanced and fit lifestyle. So get ready to elevate your wellness game and embrace the vibrant, high-quality life that you deserve. Enjoy the show. everybody. Welcome back to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast. It's Ray Ann, your host. I'm so happy that you're here. Oh, today we're going to talk about one of my favorite things. We're going to be talking about aging and how exercise can be a wonderful asset. Okay. So fitness was my first love in the health industry. I started working out in high school, like actual like official workouts. I had been in sports since like fourth grade, but my true love for fitness happened when I was about 16. My friends and I would run, take step aerobics classes, rollerblade, go hiking, and even mountain biking. I was totally hooked on the after workout feeling. The harder the workout, the better I felt. And this became my norm. And honestly, I still love that feeling. Then I went to college. I was still really, really into working out, but I also started to like beer followed by pizza at 2 a.m. So obviously I gained some weight. Well, because I gained weight, I thought I needed to work out even harder. Sometimes I would work out two, and I hate to admit it, but three times a day, depending on my schedule and what season it was. Like if it was volleyball season, I would have volleyball practice, but then I might actually hit the gym one or two times in addition to that. Okay, that's actually not very healthy, by the way. Anyway, I became friends with all of the other fitness-minded people in gym. In the gym, it was actually really cool because, like, the president of the college that I went to, um, the professors, um, the coaches. There were so many like staff members that I became close with and hung out with at the gym, and it was just such a fun like little experience. Anyway, I also loved helping people at the gym. You know, I would help my friends, my sorority sisters, volleyball teammates. Um, I would help them regularly, like with their workouts. And I absolutely just loved it. So basically, I have loved fitness for a very, very long time. And so this is why I fell into this world, right? I became a fitness instructor originally, personal trainer, nutrition coach, um, mindset coach, and now breathwork facilitator. So it all flows together. And that is why I'm where I'm at. And the reason I'm telling all of this to you is because I want you to know that I've seen a lot. I've seen it all. I've seen all types of people, all ages, all personalities, thousands of people at this point get fit. And because of this, I feel like it has made me a very, well, well-versed in the 
fitness industry, I have earned the right to give you a lot of information and these tips that I'm sharing with you. And I just really love it. I've also seen both sides of the spectrum myself, personally. After college, um, even though I was working out a lot, you know, at college um, and even after college, I got married. I got married really quickly after college and I gained a lot of weight. We ate for fun. We ate for comfort. We ate pretty much all the time, going out to dinner, going to lunch. Um, We didn't really drink a lot of alcohol at the time. I probably drink more alcohol now than I did then, but I did eat a lot of cookies. Like Brian and I used to buy a big roll of Pillsbury cookie dough and eat the whole thing in like two days. And by the way, we didn't necessarily bake the cookies. We just ate the cookie dough. So I continued um, exercising, but actually I noticed it was getting really hard. You know, it was starting to hurt my joints and my back and my feet. It didn't feel as good as it used to. So at one point, you know, I almost totally gave up. I had this thought that once you got married, that that's just what happened in your life. It was the next step. You have kids, get fat, and then you're just an adult that always complains about life. (laughs) And I guess maybe that's just like what I'd seen, um, you know, around me and just around everywhere. If you think about like what America really looks like, I think at that young age, I just thought that maybe that was what I had left. So if you know my story already, um, I mean, I'll keep it super brief, but I woke up one day and realized that I didn't have to take that path. Like I had a choice and I wanted to live my best life no matter what. So that's when I discovered the power of nutrition and fueling my body. I mean, of course I understood that you needed to eat, you know, better to feel better and to look better and to, yeah, I knew that like in my brain, but I had not actually embodied it. You know, I was eating like crazy thinking I could burn it off with workouts, right? But it wasn't happening. I realized that the all or nothing mentality of crash dieting and over-exercising was not serving me and really just not working at all. And that's when I learned all about balance, balance my meals, right? Like actually balance the meal, balance the day, balance my workouts with my meals, balance my thoughts, balance, you know, my weeks. And, you know, just balance became what I focused on. So I ended up losing 65 pounds, but I gained so much more. I gained confidence. I gained new friends. I gained a new career. And I've never looked back at the previous version of me. Sure, I've had some, you know, obstacles along the way. I found out that I have Hashimoto's, which is an autoimmune disorder that affects your thyroid. Okay. Um, And actually, if you don't already know this, I love helping people who also have Hashimoto's because I found that my balance trick really works. But also I had to get a pacemaker due to an electrical issue with my heart and I've had some injuries and of course, good old perimenopause. (laughs) But one thing has remained consistent in my life, the idea of balance. The word just brings me right back to my center and reminds me that I'm just human. I'm not perfect and I'm not like terrible either. I'm just somewhere on this continuum of realism. I eat well most of the time. 
I exercise often. I rest and recover, I have to say, more than ever. I work on my mindset and my self-talk. It's balance. You know, some days are better than others. And that is how I live. Okay, I I realize I'm kind of getting off topic here. So let's come back to the purpose of this episode, aging and exercise. So let me ask you, what is your experience with exercise? Do you like it? Or are you somebody that loathes it? Like maybe you just hate exercise. Do you feel like it's too late to get better at it? Do you feel like you have it like totally covered and you don't even need to listen anymore? Maybe. Do you need a change in your workouts? Do you need a break? Where are you right now, right this minute? Like think about where you are in your fitness journey. And if you just said to yourself, what fitness journey, then I have an idea for you and I'll get there later and I'll invite you to something. Anyway, I talk to people all the time that express their hatred for exercise. I'm one of those people who will start a conversation with strangers at the grocery store or any store. And it's amazing how many times the conversation leads to either exercise or diet, like 90% of the time. I mean, it's unbelievable. And I am not even the one who brings it up. So we as Americans are absolutely obsessed with our body and aging and exercising and dieting. I mean, here's the funny thing. I seriously can't go to the grocery store without running into someone that I know. And it is a very rare occasion that the person doesn't comment about what's in their cart. So side note, let me just say that I am never judging what is in your grocery cart if I run into you. I promise. Like, first of all, it's not my business. Half the time, I don't even look. I mean, more than half the time. I mean, I'm not like there to check out what you're eating, right? In fact, I even try to avoid seeing people. If I like see somebody in the grocery store, even if I love them to death, I sometimes on purpose avoid them because I just don't want the topic to come up. And it almost makes me feel bad that people actually think I'm judging them for buying bread or wine. I mean, no, but you know, like I should be more worried about what's in my cart. (laughs) So anyway, I'm moving on. There is a lie that we have all been fed. And that is this, that we will not be able to control our body when we get older. Women will go through menopause and gain fat. Men will lose testosterone and get pudgy and weaker. But guess what? This does not have to be true. What is true is this. You have the choice to let this happen to you because yes, it may get more challenging to lose weight and gain muscle tone as we age, but it's not impossible like the dieting industry wants you to believe. You don't need their special pills and potions. You just need the desire to stay alive and function well. Okay. Yes. Most people do gain some fat or weight. It's really fat and lose some muscle as they age. It's known that after age 35, we start to rapidly lose muscle mass. And it is known that women are more likely to gain belly fat during perimenopause and in menopause. But you do have some control over how much fat you gain and how much muscle you lose or not. Just because it's true that we are going to lose muscle mass doesn't mean you have to succumb to it. Okay? Promise. The main reasons we tend to gain fat and lose muscle as we age are because, well, first, we tend to move less. I mean, think about it. When you were a kid, you had to like ride your bike or walk places. 
right? Then we get a little bit older and get our driver's license and we can drive. But even then, when we were younger, we were probably more active just because simply like maybe you're in sports, maybe you, you know, just did more active things as a younger person. And then even if you have kids, whether you have little kids now or they've, they've grown, at some point having kids, you're more likely to be more active because you have to chase those little rascals around. Which I think is funny, total other side note. It's so funny when people have little babies and they're like, it's so hard. And I'm like, oh no, you just wait till they walk. Oh no, you just wait. (laughs) Then it gets hard. All right. The other reason that we may tend to gain fat and lose muscle as we age is that we sit more. Now, I know I just said we move less, but we actually do sit a lot more. Okay. We get tired easier, which is fine. So we sit more. And if you retire... You know, many people just sit at home watching TV, okay? Now, I know a lot of people right now that are retired that do not do that. So if you're listening to this, don't get mad at me because I'm probably not talking about you. But a lot of people do. They they stop working because they want to reward themselves because they've worked so hard. And of course, it's time to retire at some point, right? But then what happens is then they don't know what to do. So they end up, you know, watching a bunch of TV, maybe reading a lot, um, maybe even doing crafts and arts and things like that. But a lot of those things are sitting, right? Um, Another reason that we may gain fat and lose muscle is that, well, this is a big one. Our hormones change. We aren't meant to be young forever. We are supposed to age and decline right? But that doesn't mean that you have to feel bad about it. You can still slow the aging process with your choices. And then, you know what? Whenever you're ready, if you're truly ready at some point to totally slow down, then fine. You get to choose that too. Also, one other reason this, you know, that we may change physically is our mentality changes. We don't care as much as as we used to about how we look, okay? And, you know, this can actually be a great thing. We become more accepting of our body and we start to care less about what others think of us and our appearance. So even though that's a good thing, it may actually create a negative impact on your activity level, right? And and your nutrition, which can just exasperate the, you know, fat gain and muscle loss. So you can look at it a good way, but you could also, you know, say that it could be a bad thing too. Okay. I actually work with many people who are in their late 60s and 70s. They are still doing indoor cycling classes. They're still lifting weights. They're still stretching. They're still going for daily walks. And those people that I know who are still moving most of the week, they are the ones who have less medical issues and they have a younger spirit and even look and act younger. So I truly, truly believe that it's a choice. You can keep going or you can stop. Okay. Either way, it's your choice. And please do not mishear me. I'm not saying that it's bad to gain a few pounds or to slow down as we age. In fact, I feel like it's something that we earn. We get to slow down and not worry so much. What I'm saying though, is that I hear many people complain about their appearance and their fitness levels. And instead of wanting to do something about it, they assume it's just too late or will be too hard or they have been you know, told by some doctor somewhere or read some book somewhere that says that they need to slow down and they need to just 
you know, be old. <laughs> okay. I hear it a lot. So for women, it is known, you know, I said this earlier that we will likely gain fat around, you know, our middle during perimenopause and menopause, but you can reduce the impacts of these hormonal changes. In order to do so, here are just a couple thoughts. First, you know, it's important to move more. Remember, I just said a couple moments ago that one of the reasons people who are gaining fat and losing muscle are the people that, you know, don't move as much. So get moving more. It's recommended that you get at least 200 minutes of moderate movement each week and a minimum of two days of strength training. So to me, I cannot, you know, tell you strongly enough how much I think strength training is absolutely the fountain of youth. Okay. People are looking for pills and potions, but really I think they need to grab some dumbbells, right? Like get strength training. So, and I personally recommend that you get a minimum of three days a week of resistance or strength training. Although like the health industry says, you know, two minimum, which, you know, if you can only get two days of strength training in, awesome. It's way better than zero, but I'm a big believer that, you know, three days of weights is really, really important. Okay, the other way you can kind of uh, reduce the impact of hormonal changes is to watch what you eat, right? Now, you will see articles everywhere telling you to eat less. Just eat less. You know, eat less, eat less, eat less. You see that everywhere. And, And, you know, that's fine. Probably most people need to maybe eat a little less. But if you are upping your movement, we want to make sure that you are not Um, totally out of balance, right? If you are starting to exercise harder and moving more, and at the same time you reduce how much you eat too much, you just might be putting yourself into a situation where you end up eating too much, you know, on the weekend or maybe at night, okay? Because you might think you're eating less, but then you're making up for it on other days and times, and you might actually be eating more. So again, balance. That's why I love balance. Love it, love it. Okay, so if you're still with me, hopefully you're still here, still listening, I hope that you're, you know, feeling motivated knowing that you get to choose. Your body is not rebelling against you. You get to decide what happens. I think this is absolutely amazing. Now, of course, of course, if you have some health conditions, you must be aware of them and how they impact your movement and nutrition. But even still, you get to choose. Okay, the saying of, you know, over the hill to me is just kind of BS. Who gets to decide where the hill is and if you have to go over it? The only hill I'm going over is one that I'm either climbing or one that I am cycling over. I'm telling you what, I don't love, I don't love that. I don't like that. Oh, you're over the hill. (laughs) Like it's so silly and it just doesn't, it's just not worth listening to because that is why so many people just think they're too old to do things because they've heard you know, over the years, oh man, I'm over the hill. I'm going downhill. I'm like going to die soon. Like, no, I mean, (laughs) not necessarily. Like you get to decide. So of course we can't stop the aging process, right? We can't decide to not age, right? That's not what I'm saying. And obviously we can't say when we're going to pass away. We can't say, but what we get to choose is like what we do every day. Okay. And the more you choose yourself and your health and your movement, the happier you're likely going to be. So let's stop telling ourselves that we are too old or too broken to improve our physical body. You literally can do anything that you desire. 
right? Do you want to hike the Patagonia Mountains? (laughs) Rock on, get training for it. Want to run your first 5K? Awesome. Want to squat your body weight? Perfect. Sounds great. Okay, but keep in mind, we all have to start somewhere. You probably shouldn't go to the gym right now, today, and try to squat your body weight if you haven't already been doing that. Okay, you might get hurt. But if you go and start with no weight and get used to the form, that's a start. And pretty soon, you can add dumbbells or a bar and then more weight until you meet your goal. Okay, the underlying message here is that you can. You get to choose. You get to work towards whatever you want. Prove society wrong. Show yourself and them that aging is not an issue. Let's enjoy it. Let's embrace it. So in 2021, I did the event 29029, where we hiked up a mountain in Utah 13 times to reach a total of 29,029 feet. That's what the 29029 stands for. And it was very hard, like way harder than I even imagined. Like I, I admit, like I remember getting to the top the first time and crying because I was like, oh my gosh, like I don't want to have to tell people back home that I didn't complete it because this is way harder than I thought it would be. Anyway, the cool thing is that I climbed a few times with a man named Jim and Jim was in his 80s. Like, I can't remember now exactly what his age was, but he was definitely over 80. And I heard that he did it again the next year and the next year. To me, that is proof that you can do what you desire. You just have to decide and put the work in one single step at a time. So here's something else to think about. Where you start or where you are in your fitness journey, okay, maybe you don't even have one yet. It's fine, but wherever you're at, it's probably going to be different than your friends or your kids or your spouse, and it's totally fine. You don't have to be just like someone else. You are your own person, and you have the right to be exactly where you are, and you have the right to go where you want to go. Don't let being in a different place with your fitness stop you from participating. I teach a cycle class at a local gym, and the variety of people is really great. Every single person in the room does exactly what they need to do, and that is exactly what I want them to do. It's perfect. I also um, teach a strength class online via Zoom on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, and I'm going to tell you more about that pretty soon. Anyway, that group has all different fitness levels and ages, and they all do exactly what they need to do. And, and actually, I just thought of something. There is a gentleman in my cycling class that retired a couple of years ago, and he decided he was not going to let his retirement make him old. He actually had a boss tell him he shouldn't retire because he knew people that died just months after retiring. So my friend from the gym, he said, well, no, he decided that was not happening to him. So he started walking during COVID and got up to five miles a day. Now he's spending many hours a week at the gym. He looks amazing, but more importantly, he feels amazing. And he is 73 years old. Okay. So this 73-year-old man works out more than most 20-year-olds that I know. And I know a lot of 20-year-olds because I have kids that age. So I'm just throwing that out there. So here are a couple more thoughts on creating a fitness routine that works for you and not against you. Okay, when it comes to aging. First up, just start. Pick anything that you want to do. Anything. 
You may, maybe you don't even really want to do it. Maybe it's just walking. Like just start something. I really believe that something is better than nothing. If right now you feel totally out of shape and can't imagine even going for a walk, then break it down even smaller. Maybe march in place at home until you get tired. Like literally stand up and just march in place. Like walk your feet in place. Like just start. The hardest part is starting. Once you start, you can get just a little bit of momentum and then you'll want to keep going just a little bit more, just a little bit more. And I promise you will be so happy if you just do it. The second tip would be pick a goal, right? It doesn't have to be climbing a mountain 13 times. Maybe the goal is to just move your body three times a week. Or maybe the goal is to be able to do one push-up. Or maybe your goal is something bigger like doing the Thanksgiving 5K walk run with your grandkids, right? How cool would that be? And make the goal realistic in time. Okay, make it timely. Please don't pick a 5K for next week if you aren't already able to walk at least 30 minutes, right? Be smart about what your goals are and realize that most goals take way longer to reach than we expect. It's okay though. Just take it slow. Pick a goal, make it timely, like realistically timely, and then just take it slow. Just start one foot in front of the other. Then my third tip would be go slow, right? What I mean by that is like the length of your workout. Like you don't have to go to the gym or start a workout and go an hour, right? Maybe you go for 10 minutes, right? If you want to start walking, for example, maybe you decide to walk like two days in the first week for 15 minutes, okay? Really slow down your expectations so that you feel successful, If you go 100 miles per hour straight out of the gate, you just might fall flat too quickly, which will make it harder to get back up again, right? Like start slow, start small, make it achievable, get some small wins under your belt, and then tack on a little more challenge when you're ready, just bit by bit, little by little, step by step, right? Have you ever heard the the question, how do you eat an elephant? One bite at a time, okay? Same with fitness, one step at a time one rep at a time, one workout at a time. Okay. One at a time. My fourth tip is when it comes to strength, start light. Okay. Here's something that I see a lot is people, you know, start a strength training program and they are embarrassed that they're not strong. And so they start out too hard. And I'm like, well, the whole point of starting is to get stronger. So you don't have to expect yourself to already be super strong, right? Start light. It's okay. Get the form right. You don't need to prove a darn thing. Just learn the moves. Learn how to squat without weight, for example. Be sure that you know how to do like back rows or bicep curls or lunges. Like make sure you understand the form and the purpose of the exercise before you add resistance or load. Okay, load just means like adding weight. It's better to do it right with no weight than to start too heavy and injure yourself. Okay, it's okay to go slow and start light. Okay, so as you can tell, all of these tips are like, it's okay to not already be amazing at it because you have to start somewhere. Okay, if you're already exercising, but you want to get better, it's really the same thing. Like wherever you're starting, you just want to add a little bit at a time. Okay, don't overdo it. My fifth tip is get support. Find friends or find an accountability partner. Go to a class. Join an online program that I happen to know a really good one. 
that happens to be with a really cool trainer. But anyway, make it so that you have to show up, right? Accountability is so important, okay? But just knowing that you're not alone, whether you have a trainer or a best friend that's doing it, it doesn't matter. Just knowing that you're not alone is so good, okay? Now, over all of the years of exercising, I have really experienced all different types myself. So back in the day when I was in high school and in college, I really focused mostly on cardio because at the time that was really, you know, really like the most popular thing. You know, I just didn't know better either. So I focused on cardio, like group fitness classes. I did like step aerobics, regular aerobics. Remember those slide classes where there was like, you put these little booties on and you would like slide. That was kind of cool. I did a ton of running. I mean, I ran and ran and ran. I ran in the heat. I ran in three feet of snow. I ran in the mountains. I ran, I mean, it was crazy. Um, Cycling. I did a lot of mountain biking, a lot of hiking, a lot of hiking. Growing up in Wyoming, in the summer, it was awesome because there was great places to go. Mountain biking, a ton of hiking, um, running on like country roads. It was just so cool. Um, But I rarely, rarely did weights. I started lifting weights more in college and right out of college, but it wasn't really consistent and it wasn't as challenging as I could have made it. Later, when I owned my studio, I made weight training a really big part of the classes, but we still mostly did workouts that were heart pumping and sweaty, okay? And and that was fine until it really wasn't fine anymore. So here's the deal. Too much cardio and not enough strength can create other issues. I truly believe that I pushed myself into Hashimoto's with my exercise routine. I was doing way too much all the time. Mostly it was because I had made it my job, right? But underneath it all, you know, I admit I was so scared that I would gain back all of the weight that I had lost that I was really too scared to slow down. And after finding out about my autoimmune disorder, the Hashimoto's, I realized that I had to change so that I could keep moving for many years to come. And that's when I stopped teaching and doing so much high intensity interval classes and workouts, HIIT workouts or high intensity interval workouts, um, or where you do like short, but super intense bursts of exercise. This can be a great way to exercise. And I do still recommend it to many people, but I realized that it was way too much for me. And that's when I switched to mostly weight workouts and walking. I do only two cycle classes a week now with three days of weight training. And every day I go for a walk, sometimes two. They're leisurely though. They're not like power walk. You know, you're not out there with like dumbbells pumping your arms and like, you know, doing like some marathon. It's just literally leisurely walking or walking the dogs. I truly believe that switching to the schedule will be like what keeps me going for many more years. If I had stuck with the past routine, I really don't know if I would still be able to do as much as I am right now. Okay. And now you guys, after just a little bit of, you know, I know this was kind of a lot of different things, um, but I want to invite you to a great program. So if you're not already working out on your own or have a routine set, then this is a special invitation for you. I am starting my next six-week session of my home strength training program. We start on Monday, February 12th. We meet live, okay? The group works actually meets on Zoom at 7 a.m., but 
I've recently started meeting a little bit earlier for those who want to warm up with me. So originally we started doing this where I asked everybody to be warmed up and just meet right at seven so we could jump right in. But I found out a little birdie told me that a lot of the people were not actually doing enough of a workout. So now we do about a 10 minute warm up together for those that want to join. And so at 7am we jump right in. And what I do is I teach a method called rest-based training. This makes it appropriate for beginners all the way to advanced exercisers. I set timed intervals for our sessions. We usually do about a 45-second work with a 25-second rest interval. So each workout has between five and six exercises that we do in order. Each exercise is performed for 45 seconds, and then we rest for 25 seconds before starting the next exercise. After the circuit, we rest for about one to two minutes, and then we repeat the circuit a total of three times. Each person uses the amount of weight, you know, the dumbbells or resistance bands or whatever weight they need that is best for them. And they complete as many reps as possible in the 45 seconds of work. Okay, and they determine their own intensity of the movement. So, you know, for me, like I'm lifting, I have dumbbells that are anywhere between 15 and 30 pounds, whereas maybe someone else is lifting between five and 12 pounds. But it works because we are each working at our own level. We're doing a great workout that's safe and appropriate for everybody. And I'm there to help show different options. Right, So I create the workouts, I demonstrate and actually do the workout too, I show different options for the different fitness levels, and I keep you motivated to keep moving. And the best part that I think about these workouts is that they are 30 minutes or less, including the cool down and stretch. So most days we are like done by 7.30 a.m., and this is Eastern time. And for those that can't meet them, because, you know, some people have to be to work earlier or maybe there's people like in different parts of the country at a different time zone, I do record all the workouts so that you can do the replay if that time doesn't actually work for you. So this program is great for you if you need structure, guidance, and accountability. All you have to do is show up. Show up and follow me. Show up for yourself. Show up and you'll be so happy that you did. And finally, just a quick reminder of why it's important to strength train. Number one, it builds or maintains strength. Number two, it builds or maintains muscle mass or tone. Okay. A lot of people, especially women are a little scared of muscle, but they shouldn't because that's what gives you that toned fit look. Um, Strength training builds or maintains your bone mass. It reduces risk of injury and falling. It reduces joint aches and pains. It improves your mental health and well-being, and it helps you stay young at heart. So if you think that this program is right for you, you can check it out in the show notes, or you can always email me at rayannmullins.com, and I'm very happy to answer any questions for you. So what I hope you take away from today is that you get to choose how you age. Sure, life is going to throw us some loops, but even then, we can get up and go. Don't let society tell you that you are too old or too slow or too out of shape. No matter where you're at, you can still do something. I hope that you'll consider joining me for the next session of the Strength at Home. And if not, that's okay too. And you guys, I hope that you will have a great rest of your week and I will talk to you soon. 
Thanks for tuning in to the Balanced Fit and Free podcast today. Remember, while we've explored incredible tips and insights, none of this is to replace personalized medical advice. Always chat with your trusted physician or healthcare professional before making changes based on what you've heard today. Stay inspired, stay curious, and keep striving for that balanced fit and free lifestyle. Until next time, take care and keep thriving.